Hey mates, welcome to another episode of Hughes Interviews. I'm joined today by David Siriani, who is currently in Avita. Thank you so much for coming. Hello, thanks for having me. <laughs> My pleasure, mate. Um, as I mentioned, David is currently um, in the production of Avita, starring Tina Arena, mm-hmm. um, on at the Arts Centre, and we'll come back to that. But I think uh, we'll get started back at the very start. So, David, what got you into performing did was it one of the streams like the singing acting or dancing that got you excited first or was it a bit of everything from the get-go um i started with dance but um, my parents did introduce me to music theater at a very young age they took um, my siblings and i to a lot of shows so from an early age i really loved music theater but uh dancing was kind of my way in um the story goes at three my mother saw river dance um the irish dancing show and she brought home the soundtrack and started playing it at home. And I just loved it. Started dancing to that. <laughs> um, apparently Irish dancing. And um, my parents... Yeah, little jig around the house. <laughs> Amazing. And my parents were like, oh, we should put David into dancing classes. And um, I was quite reluctant to start. I think even at, at a very young age, I knew that dancing wasn't something boys did mm. I had two older brothers well, how perfect for you to be doing Billy Elliot later in- yeah yeah right <laughs> I mean Billy Elliot is every boy's like who dances it's their story they can relate to it yeah, um, yeah so my, my brothers did basketball and footy and swimming and so that's what I wanted to do mm. um, and I did do until about 10 years old I think I was when something switched and I was like, I should start dancing lessons. And my, my parents had been really encouraging and kind of pestering me into do it. So I, I guess I finally gave in. And, um, cause there would have been a fair bit of stigma around doing it at the time. Yeah. I yeah. I, I don't know. I think uh, when I think back about it, I think it must've just been, I wanted to be like my older brothers and, and, um, they didn't do that. And, um, I have a twin sister and she did calisthenics, which is, if people don't know what that is, it's like a weird hybrid of, um, gymnastics, dancing. And is that with the ribbon? You, there's like, <laughs> not ribbon, it's like rods and clubs and oh God. all kind of weird stuff. And so she did that from a very early age. And so I saw that and I kind of went to, I made her take me to all her bring a friend days. And like, I was definitely active and wanted to do it. And I just, for whatever reason, hadn't built the confidence up to do it. Um, but yeah, at 10 I started and um, I was really lucky. Just our local dance school, um, the Bev Palmer Dancers, now known as Bev Palmer Performing Arts, um, was a really fantastic school and we had like my mum and I had no idea and so when I started there I was really lucky to get really great training under some really fantastic teachers and that's where Andrew Hallsworth trained and Nathan Pinnell oh, um, wow. yeah and, I, and we had no idea like we just rocked up um, and I did a one-hour jazz class on Tuesday nights for like three years and that's all I did and I was hopeless <laughs> and I was at the back corner and no one talked to me um, and the teachers were really mean <laughs> But for whatever reason, I kept going back and I, and I did enjoy it. And um, Bev Palmer, who is the principal of the school, after three years, kind of sat me down and was like, you should come and do Saturday classes. And Saturday was when we learnt tap, ballet, acrobatics, singing and music theatre. And um, I didn't want to do that because it meant that I would have to stop doing basketball on Saturdays. <laughs> um, so for a while, I think I was doing both yeah I was I was she made me do at 13 she made me do ballet and tap with the babies so like four and five year olds because I was so bad Um, (laughs) but there's a very good incentive to get better because you want to dance with people your own age um and then my mum would pick me up and I'd go to basketball and then I'd come back and um after a while of doing that 
Bev said, she's like, you have to choose dancing or basketball. You can't do both. And um, I decided to do dancing. Actually, it was my father who was my basketball coach at the time who sat me down and was like, David, you're no good at basketball. You should do dancing. <laughs> and ironically, I don't think I was any better at dancing at that time. But um, he could obviously see that I was more passionate about it. And so I listened to him and I started doing Saturdays. Mm. And that was it. I signed my life away then. I did um, every genre and um, started singing and started competing. And I really enjoyed competitions because I got to perform. And Mm. it introduced me to so many other schools and performers. And I remember growing up watching people like Thomas Lacey and Sam Hooper and oh, wow. Zoe Coppinger and like Zoe and Nadia Komazek and people like that on stage that I really aspired to be like. Um, and so, yeah, it was just really, I, it really drove me to be better. Great. Yeah. Well, so that's, that's your way in. So I'm guessing all through high school you were doing that. And then yeah. when did you decide to get some formal musical theatre training? Well, after, um, after high school, I had... I had planned to do a diploma of music theatre, like a full-time dance, more dancey course. Um, and I, f- I had some friends who had gone through Ballarat and um, they had loved it. And so I thought, well, maybe I'll audition for that. And my parents were really encouraging because they wanted me to get a degree. <laughs> <laughs> They're finance people. <laughs> um, so I decided to audition for Ballarat. I didn't audition for WAPA or BCA. I just didn't really like... I didn't think it through. I just Mm. had some friends that had gone to Ballarat and I was like, I'll give that a go. I didn't think I would get in. So when I did get in, I was really stoked. And that was that. I was like, I should go. Yeah. (laughs) So you went. So three years, uh, was it, it was still back, but then it wasn't called Fed or was that? We were, we were the university of, we were the university of Ballarat arts Academy. Mm. So we were the final year to graduate under that name, but it did transition into Federation university arts Academy when we were in third year, I think. Right, but you could still call it Baba. Yes, yeah. I mean, who knows anymore? Yes, I just say Ballarat, and most people know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so talk to me about that that kind of um, training. So, I'm guessing you you've moved far away from home. I mean, still the same well, state. Well, an hour and a half, yeah, yeah. <laughs> down the road. That's not going back and forward every day. Yeah, kind of distance. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and a whole new bunch of people. Um, people have probably been singing their whole lives and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. How, how, how was the transition for you? Yeah, it was. It was good it was hard i i had i had a very sheltered upbringing i'd never lived out of home or anything like well i was 18 so yeah moving out of home was really exciting and I, yeah meeting people who had like a lot of people i remember in the first weeks were like i was alpha burn wicked and you know i was reno sweeney and anything goes in their local amateur productions and stuff and i was like cool i was dancing center back in my dust <laughs> troupe you know like it was just really eye-opening and, and we had some really amazing singers and actors in our year group that um was 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 really inspiring Mm -hmm. and um I knew going into the course that singing and acting were the skills that I needed to work on the most so um I was really ready to to learn and improve on those skills so those are your focus for the three yeah yeah and I look back and I'm really glad I didn't go into a full-time dance course because I would have just been strengthening what was already strong Mm -hmm. um so although there were times at Ballarat when I was missing and really yearning to dance more um I was really improving the, the skills that I needed to improve in order to work in music theatre. So, mm. yeah, that's good. Oh, there you go. Um, yeah. So, do you have any memorable shows or, or um, characters you played while there? Um, Mystery of Evan Drew was your year, wasn't it? Mystery of Evan Drew, oh, yeah. Oh, show. That's yeah. such a cool one to do. Yeah, it is a good show. We did that in third year. 
directed by Alistair Smith, which was a lot of fun. What a legend. Um, and I had a little fun role um, playing Bazard, um, who's like a really small role. But, but then he comes big at the end, right? Well, yeah, he kind of has like a, a number and, and everyone feels sorry for him. <laughs> if people know the show, you, you know, there's multiple endings and you can get voted as a, a detective or a murderer. And I think a lot of people like to vote for Bazard because um, you feel sorry for him. <laughs> so that was a lot of fun. And... Um, I love comedy roles, so it's really like a, a really silly role that I had a lot of fun doing. Yeah. Great. Yeah. And then I'm guessing not long after, because it was auditioning during our third year, uh, you either found out or uh, or um, auditioned for My Fair Lady, yes. your first professional shows. Yes. Can you talk to me about getting the confirmation or the email or the call that you've got it? Yeah. So um, My Fair Lady, yeah, it auditioned when we when we finished. There was a whole bunch of auditions. I remember mm. it was like. Aladdin and we were Rock You and Mormon and and um, I did the My Fair Lady second round of auditions they auditioned earlier in the year during our third year and um, I did an audition and then after I graduated I got an email from my agent saying that they were still looking for some people um, so I went in and um, it was one of the most bizarre auditions I've done doing it for Julie? well Julie wasn't there oh. see this is the thing so Julie had come mid-year and cast the leads cast the leads and cast most of the ensemble but there were a few tracks and swings I think that they they hadn't found and so we we were sent um, a a video of some choreography that we had to learn off a video and we went in and we we, we danced and then um, we sang and I was literally in and out of the room in 15 minutes Um, and it went well and I felt good with what I did but I just kind of thought well that's it you know they didn't ask to see anything more so Mm. Um, so getting the call later that month that I got, I was kind of surprised. Like, um, that was it. Like you just literally. I literally did one there. dance call and sang two songs, and you got it from that. And I, yeah, that's it was, amazing. I mean, it's never <laughs> happened like that ever again. So um, it was wonderful, but yeah, it was a really big surprise, and um, it just it was it never had been a show that I had envisioned myself being part of. So um, it, yeah, it was a really big surprise, and I was so stoked and. Mm. Um, I remember just when I got the call and, and driving home that day, just like putting on some really trashy music and like singing in the car and dancing <laughs> and just feeling really happy. And Julie Andrews, like yeah. that was really um, surreal. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and then just uh, backtracking a bit. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it's almost serendipitous timing, but West Side Story in your third year, yeah. my third year actually as well, yeah. um, the timing of it coincided perfectly with uni break yes so was that something you were like oh this is great I'm going to go for it and see what happens or is it something you've always wanted to do that show I mean every dancer wants to do West Side Story Mm. so um, when when Prodco announced they were doing it I was like oh my god Um, because I was in yeah when I I was in third year I was like I won't be able to do it Um, and then when they kind of when I looked at the dates for the season I was like hang on I actually could do that because uni mid-semester break is like Five months. I mean, it's not, but it's forever. Um, <laughs> Six so, weeks. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's such a long time. And we were at uni at the time. We were working on Thoroughly Modern Millie. And Leia Lim was our assistant choreographer. And she had done West Side in the 2010 tour. Um, so we were really lucky to have her. And um, she was like, you should go for it. And um, she kind of helped me prepare. And um, I was also working with at uni as one of our dance lecturers, Georgia Taylor, who was also in that production so I had two amazingly talented ladies who helped prep me and um, 
uh, yeah, we went and a few of us went and auditioned at, at the start of third year with kind of no idea how we'd go or what mm. we'd look like, um, but kind of intrigued to see what's out there. And um, yeah, when, when I got it, I was totally again, I was just totally surprised. I didn't, I did not think it would um, would would happen. Mm. So it's cool. It's just incredible timing. I think that incredible whole... timing. It's just one of those things that. I don't know, it was just meant to be. Like, it was just too perfect. We finished the show on the Sunday and I started back at uni, like, on the Monday. It was just perfect. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and getting to have that experience and perspective going into my last semester of uni was so beneficial. Mm. And um, it just, like, it, it just gave me, it fueled me so much more because I knew once I finished it, I want to do that. It's so, like, that's all I want to do now. So... Um, it was good confirmation that I had followed the right path. <laughs> <laughs> good. Yeah. Um, so moving back on forward in time, and then uh, so your next major show is the current one, Evita. Yes. But you did a couple of shows uh, in amongst all that, mm-hmm. like Saturday Night Fever mm-hmm. and Bring It On. Mm-hmm. Um, so a bit more of the the profit share independent theatre kind of style, which unfortunately there is doesn't seem to be a whole heap of anymore. Yeah. Um, so what were your experiences in doing the smaller scale yeah, um, shows? Really, um, really fun, really challenging in different ways. Um, but they, they, they're more exposing. Like, mm. I think you can actually hide more in a, in a, you know, even though it's probably a lot harder to get into big commercial musicals. Once you're there, I feel like you can kind of blend in a bit more. But in those smaller shows, you really are more exposed and you, you have to kind of step up. And um, doing Saturday Night Fever was... Um, I was questionably cast as a as Cesar Rodriguez. <laughs> the, um, um, having just come off being a... Uh, oh, yes. I was, we didn't mention that. I was Juano <laughs> in West Side Story. You, um, you can't see me if you're listening, but I have very white skin. Um, but Siriani surname, I think that's enough of a draw card in Australia to cast me as Puerto Rican. As Puerto Rican, yes. So I have or played Puerto Rican Spanish twice in, and Spanish, yeah, Spanish. Well, you know, yeah. Argentina. Yeah. Um, so that was a, that was a challenge because when I auditioned for Saturday Night Fever, I was like, oh, I'm so I'm Italian. Like I'm perfect. I thought I was. I thought I was perfect <laughs> casting to be like. Bob at the end of the line giving it some disco dancing who's yeah. like you know New York Italian yeah. um, and that's totally what I wanted to do and so um, when I got a call back and started doing some salsa dancing I was like hang on a minute <laughs> what's going on they knew I did West Side they think it's okay they can cast me as Puerto Rican um, and when I got it I was, like, obviously I was still really happy but um, it was just bizarre I was like well but that was before My Fair Lady so I yeah. my first two roles were Puerto Rican yeah um but you know, yeah. But then you went super British to like. I went super British, and I was so happy that I could just embrace my whiteness. I didn't <laughs> have to get a fake tan. I didn't have to like spike my hair up and and um, put on a funny accent. So Amazing. that was good. Yes. Um, and yeah, and, and then bring it on another independent show. You yeah. Did. So, you know, you had a pretty storied, varied kind of career in yeah. terms of. Um, you know, classic old school Jerome Robbins, yeah. uh, and then salsa dancing, as you said, a bit of disco, <laughs> yes. uh, followed by, I'm guessing, quite classic balletic style in My, My Fair Lady. Yeah, definitely. Then going into cheerleading. Yeah, Bring It On was the polar opposite. Um, and it's really, I'm really glad that I have had the experience to do kind of both extremes mm. um, to kind of. To know where I fit and and where I prefer to sit. Um, Bring it on was definitely a huge step out of my comfort zone. Um, I'm 
not a cheerleader <laughs> um, and I am not really I don't consider myself much of a commercial or hip-hop dancer so that show was a stretch for me but a really good challenge that I enjoyed um, out of everything I've done so far it was definitely the hardest and the most terrifying thing mm. I've ever done in my life because you were a swing on this one so. yes I was um, uh, offstage swing yeah um, and swinging is scary as it is and then you add in Michael Ralph choreography and then you add in cheerleading stunts mm. and because um, those can be quite dangerous they can be very very dangerous um, and if people didn't see the show there was some crazy stunts happening um, and as the only male swing I had to be ready to jump into any of those stunts and um, I lit- if I dropped someone I could, I could have killed them like, that's not even exaggerating there were some stunts that were, um, were terrifying uh, and we didn't really kind of have cover calls or, or cheerleading stunt time to practice it. So I did go on once and it was just kind of like, we'll practice it at the hour call. Um, oh, can happily say I didn't drop anyone. No, no one, one died. died. <laughs> um, yeah. But the, the, the good thing about that is I was like, everything after this is going to be a breeze. <laughs> everything will be super easy. Exactly. Yeah. And then so uh, uh, on to, onwards to Evita, back to the opera house for you. Yes. Um, now talk to me about Evita is once again, quite a different show from every, anything else you've done. Yeah. Um, what, what is your role and job within that show? So I am a swing and dance captain on this show. And, um, this is your first time dance captaining? No, I dance captain on my fair lady as well. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so with the same company, so it's, it was, it was, um, lovely to be back and, uh, it's, yeah, it's really great to be a part of a show that is so iconic and Mm. kind of, um, culty. (laughs) Yeah. People, people, it really divides people. Like people love it or they hate it. And, um, seeing the audience's reactions to it each night is, is really interesting. It's just a really interesting show. It's really abstract. It's really unusual. It's really challenging. Um, and I'm really glad that the producers decided to do a big kind of commercial um, production of it because it's not one that we see here often in mm. Australia and um, it's not your usual kind of classic, um, musical. classic happy, mm. uh, you know, up, upbeat. Um, it's really dark and it's mm. really somber and um, it's... It's had a terrible time in human history. Yeah, and it's... Yeah. And it's um, politics and it's controversial because there's so many different opinions about Ava um, so it, it's kind of cool that we present you some of the information and, and you can kind of interpret it how you mm. how you wish mm. now, how's performing in in the state theater I mean that is a monster it is a venue. monster um, I love it mm. I just love looking out into that auditorium and the vastness I think that space encourages you to perform bigger and um, to occupy that whole space. Um, I think it suits our show. I think um, we were at the Joan Sutherland Theatre in the Opera House at Sydney, and um, it's the Opera House, amazing venue, Mm. but it's a really small theatre, and backstage was a nightmare, and Mm. the acoustics in that venue are are not so great. Mm. So coming to the State Theatre, we've been open for a couple weeks now, and the show is sounding phenomenal, and it's looking better and we've just got room to breathe backstage and um it's really it's really hitting its strides here in melbourne and the audiences are loving it tina arena is a melbourne gal Mm -hmm. so we've got a home ground advantage here they just go nuts for her at the end of the show um and i 
think, I mean, it's a controversial thing to say, but I just think Melbourne people are more informed about theatre and more kind of, oh, I don't know, they just appreciate it more. And well, yeah, there's the whole East End Theatre District now. We've got an arts centre, which yeah. is covering a huge amount of ground with huge theatres and stuff. It's yeah. just, I think it's the place to be. Yeah, and... Um, I kind of, I, I don't want to say that, but then, as I said, we've been here a couple of weeks and I can already mm. t- see that there's an energy and there's a buzz and, um, yeah, it's, it's exciting. Mm. <laughs> uh, and so then looking into the future now, I guess, the, your next uh, big show is going to be Billy Elliot. Uh, mm-hmm. That information got released this week, so yes. congratulations. Thank you. Um, I'm guessing, as I mentioned before, probably a dream show for you to do absolutely i love the show i'm a big fan of the movie um i remember my mum sat me down and um when i was quite young and she said we're going to watch billy elliot because i think you'll be able to to relate to to billy and you'll like his story and she was like there's some very colorful language that i don't want you to ever (laughs) repeat (laughs) um and she's like but it's just important that you see this film and um i remember watching the film and kind of like yeah um, but as I get older, I mm. just appreciate it and love it more and more. And then I saw the stage show 10 years ago, um, when I was 14, I think, and, um, I loved it then. And so it's really cool to think now, 10 years on, I'm a part of, mm. I'm going to be a part of the show. Mm. Um, as I said earlier, all boys who dance can kind of relate to Billy. I'm lucky my circumstances are a lot better than his. Yes. Um, yes. but the passion that he has and, and, um, his dreams uh, is is great. I love the music and mm. I love the choreography. Mm. Um, it's my first time doing like Peter Darling choreography, which I'm super terrified but excited about. And um, yeah, it'll be good to kind of uh, revisit tap dancing. I haven't tapped in a show and I haven't tapped in a long time. Can I still tap? We, we will find, find out, out soon. <laughs> <laughs> to be confirmed. Yes. In a few months time. Yes. Um, but now that, so the, the diff, uh, difference... The time uh, in between the two contracts is mm. pretty substantial. Mm. So, with uh, and you, you know, in between doing My Fair Lady and Evita was almost a, was about a year or so. Uh, seven months, I think. Yeah. So, how do you keep yourself, you know, um, motivated, motivated, <laughs> uh, interested, exploring new things? Yeah. Maybe, oh, maybe I can use this time to train myself in something that I've never done before. What What do you yeah. do to keep yourself? going I, yeah I love that time in between shows because I can get to lots of classes mm. and um, really tailor that time leading up to the show in skills that I need for that show mm. so going into My Fair Lady I really upped my singing lessons and, and really was working on creating a more legit sound and um, going into Evita I was doing a lot more dance classes um, so going into Billy, I'm going to be taking a lot of tap classes. You yep. can find me at the space <laughs> doing Eden Reed's tap class, um, and a lot more ballet classes as well. Um, and it's just nice to, to have that time where you're, you know, your, your body's not tired, you know, mm-hmm. you're not doing eight shows a week. So you have more energy to, to expel on, on things that you want to do. Um, I love swimming. And so I kind of get back into swimming when I'm in between shows. Um, and yeah, I think... After Evita, I'm going to probably head over to New York and hopefully spend a month there. And, That'll um, be amazing. Yeah, I haven't been since 2014, so it's well overdue. Mm. Um, and just see all the shows, do all the classes, mm. and um, come back 
inspired and ready to go. That's what it's so perfect for, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Every time I've been, I've just seen so... I've packed as many shows as I can in yeah. and come back just recharged and ready to... Yeah. Have, I mean, jet lag, but recharged yes. and ready yeah. to have a crack. Yeah. Again. But then also, like, the uh, the last year has presented, like, some different opportunities. Um, I choreographed You're in Town for LaSalle College of the Arts in Singapore oh, earlier wow. this they year. Oh, you over? Yeah, yeah. So I, I went over there and, and worked with the students for um, a couple of months. And that was just, like, something that was kind of presented out of the blue. Um, and I... I, I like to, to choreograph and I kind of try to do more of that in between contracts. So when that opportunity presented itself, I jumped on that. Mm. Um, and then I, I also taught at a music theater summer camp in Guangzhou, China. And um, I think that might be another thing I, I do again next year. So it's nice to revisit um, creative, other creative mm. skills. Like I, choreography is another outlet for me that I enjoy doing that I don't always get the time to do um, and to practice because it is a skill that you need to practice. So it's nice to... Um, dust that off every yeah. now and then as well Give it a go, I guess. Yeah, yeah yeah my body's not going to be able to dance forever mm. so that's um, important that's too. like a end road for me i think mm. um yeah great well i think that's just about all the time we have um david thank you so much for taking up your one day off no worries um, thank with, you uh with this i really appreciate it you've got a pretty incredible story and i can't wait to see where your future goes mate thank you uh, so all the best with the rest of the season thank congrats you once again um, you. And you guys can catch Avita until the end of February. Yes. Uh, at the Art Centre State mm-hmm. Theatre. Mm-hmm. Go get to see Tina Arena. You might mm-hmm. get lucky and see David on stage as well. Yes. Um, but yeah, uh, make sure you guys subscribe, uh, leave a comment, a rating, any of that helps me reach a wider audience uh, and helps bring, you know, Australian creatives out to a wider audience. Nothing wrong with that at all. So uh, until next time, guys, have a wonderful time. <laughs>